The Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hey, glad to have you. Thanks. We're going to have Brian Kilmeade on. He is a television host, a radio host, an author, and a, a multimedia star, friend of mine. Known Brian now for several years. Personally, just a good guy from Long Island, not, not far from where I'm from. A lot of people seem to be from Long Island, New York. I'm not really sure why. But uh, very, very cool to talk to him. And uh, we, we talk about a lot. He's got a book out about Teddy Roosevelt and Booker T. Washington having a dinner together. And how that freaked everybody out in the early 1900s. But it was all about equality. And I ask him about, well, what would they think about equity today? And we talk about, you know, why it is that that over the, the hundred years since, you've, you've got a, 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 an entire race of people who have been disincentivized to go out there and learn a trade or learn a job and, and take part as the government tries to control them and then tell them, well, everybody's racist against you. It's a very interesting conversation because Booker T. Washington was a classic civil rights leader. Not the people that we have today calling themselves civil rights leaders, which they're not. So, very interesting conversation. But, but I, I don't know. First, I got to remind you, it's Tuesday, right, Carrie? Uh, I guess. It's Taco Tuesday. What? What do you mean? <sighs> why is that a thing? Yeah, why? What's the matter? Taco. I got my tacos, my radio. <laughs> you were right. Mm. Exactly you played right. the good one last week. I'm assuming you're going to play the really crappy one. So you're making an assumption. Yep. Yep. Okay. By the way, that is Carrie. That is Polo. That is Sam Bam. Let's go. Had tacos from Sam today. Come on now. Now me and Polo, we like the hot sauce. Right. Joe like Teresa. Because he's the Yes, indeed. Carrie Lucky. You look like a... Sourpuss today. I thought I'd help it out. Wow. Thank you. What? Thank I'm trying you. to be nice. Paul's having a conversation with his watch. But when it's like on the camera, was Steve. I read his lips. He said, "Watch, I love you. Watch, you're my favorite watch." <laughs> Let's go. Uh huh. Let's go. Come on. Polo, sir. Taco. Thank you, my friend. All right. Um, here, listen, I need a new ringtone on my phone. Could you help me out? You're getting a phone call? Okay, thank you. Appreciate that. No, 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 no. Can you imagine, like, eating out somewhere and your voice comes on and that annoyingness? <laughs> annoyingness? Oh. Does that? No, nobody has For, Why were you speaking like a valley girl that day? Do we know? Um, I don't remember why I was talking like that. W and A-Dub, this is the Joe Pack Show. <laughs> I mean, it must have I mean, been the same day. I'm it's pretty good. I don't know. Um, I have no idea why I was talking like that. Um, the last parody I did, I thought you liked it, except... I said, yeah, needs and more mm-hmm. carry in this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay, that's enough. Today. That's enough of that. What's that? That's enough of that stuff. Um, what was it? Remember we started calling you Chocolate Voice? And you were like, don't call me that. Call me... News Goddess. <laughs> it was, I thought that was ridiculous. <laughs> I thought no, it was a demand that I, like. I could not, I could not, not at all. I like. Yeah, we should do that one. <laughs> Scott. What's that? Okay, now we can Scott. stop. This is terrible. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> Scott. So what do you mean by my personality? Funny, charming man. sense of humor that you have. Right, right, exactly. Right, now, I saw you requested Friday off. Are you going to go to? <sighs> Regina. 
You going to head out to Saskatchewan or no? No. You're not it's going to Regina time. this weekend? No. I know what you're talking about. All right, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Um, Carrie, I don't know what, can you tell me as the news lady mm-hmm. why it is goddess. Mm-hmm. that, okay, see, <laughs> why it is that for some reason drag shows have become somehow mainstream. What happened? What did I miss? Um, I don't know. I don't know when or how that happened. I always it's thought like some, they used to be at you know, like adult clubs yes. or bars yep. or, you know, Las Vegas. <laughs> um don't know why uh, we see them as family events or at schools. I'm not sure what's going on. Like right a, now. This is a typical conversation, I'm to believe. Now, this isn't true, but the left wants us to believe a conversation is hey, honey, let's plan our child, you know, Bart's birthday party. And the other party says, the man or the woman says, oh my God, drag show? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? no. Who's saying that? I wouldn't. Who made that decision in our society? I don't know. It's very mainstream now for a lot of people. Yes. Here are my four options. Bouncy house. Mm-hmm. Party clown. Let's go to Chuck E. Cheese. Or drag show. I'm, I'm leaving drag bouncy show. House. No. <laughs> no. Not for a child's party. No. Who decided this would be... Again, I, I like you think. said, Friday and Saturday night, adults can go get a, get a couple of drinks and watch a bunch of dudes yeah. dress up like women, yes. singing and dancing. Hey, look, it's Cher. No, it's not. It's Billy from next door. You know, that's the that's what a drag show is. Why they're reading to our kids, I don't know. I don't know. Why, that. I have no Why they're at parties now, I don't know. Why they're at a Catholic university, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, you've got that story for us. Again, I Notre agree. Dame, for those who don't know, is a Catholic university. Yes. Uh, from LifeSite News, more than 250 Notre Dame students and supporters prayerfully protested a drag show held at the university's De Bertolo Performing Arts Center last week in South Bend, Indiana. At the prayerful presence of community members kneeling outside, the performance was a sight to behold and truly shows the dedication of Notre Dame students and alumni to truth and the dignity of the human person. Senior Merlot Fogarty, who helped coordinate the event, told LifeSite via email today. Notre Dame administrators came under heavy criticism several weeks ago when the school's Department of Film, Television and Theater announced that What a Drag was scheduled for Friday, November 4th. The show featured three sexually confused men, one of whom has appeared on the infamous RuPaul's Drag Show television show. Multiple articles published in the school's student-run Catholic newspaper, The Rover, condemned the performance. In supporting lies about the human person, the university is not only actively working against her mission, but permitting irreparable damage to its community and image, Nico Schmidt said in an op-ed published October the 11th. A website titled NoDragND.org was also launched by Fogarty, along with senior Jose Rodriguez. It allowed visitors to send a pre-written email to Father John Jenkins, the outgoing university president, as well as other high-ranking administrators, including the heads of the departments that sponsored the event, calling on them to cancel it. More than 1,200 persons did so. To their disappointment, Father Jerry Olinger, the vice president of student affairs, defended the show under the guise of academic freedom. As reported by LifeSite, the performance was part of a one-credit course taught by left-wing FTT professor Pamela Wojcik, who previously said she cannot understand how men dressing up in women's clothing and gyrating on stage can be perceived as un-Catholic. 
the Gender Studies Department, the Department of Music, the Department of American Studies, the Institute for Scholarship in the Liberal Arts, and the Initiative on Race and Resilience all co-sponsored the show. Why are those departments, thank you, why are those departments even at Notre Dame? Notre Dame is a private college, a private university. It is a Catholic university. Why would you hire somebody for a gender studies class, which, again, Catholics I don't think are, are thinking about confusing genders. Why would you have somebody for diversity, DEI, and uh, this other study, the wokeness? And I don't know why that's happening. You're literally a Catholic university. Whoever it was, the vice principal should be fired should not be working there anymore. There is absolutely no reason to keep on injecting this idea that drag queens are somehow normal or mainstream. Drag queens are abnormal. They are men dressing up as women, performing like they're women. And it's not even, listen, if you would have asked me what drag was a year and a half ago, I would have said, and I keep saying Cher, but all these guys used to dress up like Cher and try to sound like Cher. Or you pick another favorite artist who's out there today. They would literally, like Barbara Streisand, they would try to look and sound like the person. Now, you've got all sorts of prosthesis or prosthetics that they're wearing and, and you know, mimicking, you know, the equipment that women come with. And they're guys. I don't know how anybody in society benefits at a Catholic university from this. I don't know how any child benefits from having a guy dressed up as a woman reading at story time to the kindergartners. I don't understand why it's like that. If you know why it's like that, 888-941-PAGS. JoePags.com. I can't figure it out. I truly can't. Absolutely cannot figure it out. And I've been trying forever. Well, not forever, but for like a year and a half, two years. Carrie, this came out like, what, two years ago, right? Uh, yeah, at least, yeah, at least a couple I of years like, ago. I feel like, yeah. It's like this was not this prevalent. Why would anybody who's running a Catholic university say, yeah, this makes sense? I mean, what's the next week's performance is going to be, hey, watch us do an abortion. I mean, this is a Catholic university. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. Oh, because it's against the religion. You You've got over a thousand students and alumni who, who, you know, put their name on paper saying, we don't condone this. We don't want this here. And they still did it. Yet it still happened. Yeah. It's crazy to me. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Got to remind you about the best-selling Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier. Uses proven oxy technology, quickly destroying viruses, odors, mold, and a lot more. Over 350,000 have been sold. You know that it works, and it works very well. I'm talking about any smell, any odor. It could be bad food. It could be trash cans. It could be dirty diapers, cigarette smoke. They're no match. The powerful thunderstorm is going to send out O3 molecules Goes out and destroys those odors. You're gone. That's it. It's going to smell fresh and clean wherever this happened to be going on in your house. These molecules even go behind and under furniture. Nothing can hide from the thunderstorm. And you don't have to buy filters every month. That's going to save you a bunch of money. Start enjoying your home again. Get several thunderstorms. And right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for the entire home. Get three units for under 200 bucks. Put one in your basement, your bedroom, your family room, your kitchen, or anywhere you need clean, fresh air. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Put in discount code PAGS. P-A-G-S. Save 200 bucks. Again, EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code is PAGS. EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code PAGS. Shipping is also free. Keep it here. Brian Kilmeade when we come back on the Joe Pag Show. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great 
to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man on. He is a major media star. He's on radio. He's on television. He's doing podcasts. He's writing books. It's Brian Kilmeade. Brian, how are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks for having me on, Joe. You know, Brian, let me ask you something. How did you find time to even do this interview? I mean, literally, if I turn on Fox right now, you're on. Or, or I'm reading one of your books or your radio show is going on. I mean, your day is what, 18 hours long? 19, 20? Well, today was one of those days with the book coming out today. I was on, uh, when I go out on number, that'll be seven straight hours. I'm going to do Gutfeld tonight, uh, which I try to do once a month at least. And it's, you know, it's just, your, your vision, what I tell people is, picture a big gym. They tell okay. you where to go. And then they say, hey, do you want to help us out here? You know, do, can you do four minutes with Martha? Hey, Jesse's out on Friday. Can you fill in? Uh, yeah. You know, you got the, I got the Saturday night show. So you just walk over there and it's all the stuff that we've been studying all day. So be able to work your contacts, talk to people. It's hard to turn it down. Well, I got to, oh, Brian, let me say this. You're a guy from Long Island. I'm, I'm Amityville is, is where I was born. Copeg is my hometown. Uh, you're Massapequa, right? Yep. All right. So Long Island people grew up differently. It's like we grew up saying at seven years old, I wanted a job. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you're walking around and somebody says, Brian, can you? Your answer probably is yes. Yeah, my first, I remember getting working papers because to work at, I think it was 12 or 13. <laughs> and I ended up, I think I told you this story. I, I walked my whole town and the last store in my whole town was uh, Cal Seinfeld, Seinfeld Signs. And wow. Jerry was just breaking through and I didn't really know him. I didn't know of him then. And they said, uh, I, I, you know, I go, I can't paint. He goes, well, would you hire every Saturday? And I worked every Friday after school and Saturday going out with those guys on the truck and then ends up being Jerry Seinfeld's dad was my first employer. Can you imagine? And, and there's something different in the water, I think. It's Brian Kilmeade, of course, media star, Fox News Channel. He's got his radio show. He's got a new book out. It's called Teddy and Booker T, How Two American Icons Blaze the Path for Racial Equality. Brian, I've got to ask you before we get into the book, everybody wants you have a Kilmeade on, you got to ask him. Has anything changed at Fox News Channel with Rupert stepping down? I don't see any change as a viewer, and you seem to be doing everything that you were doing and then some. Any, any change that, that was noticeable for you? No, um, you know, Lachlan was is much more visible than any other management team. Like, we'll see him at major events. I wouldn't be surprised to see him at the Patriot Awards uh, next week. He comes to big things. I, you know, um, you know, my daughter is going to be going to Australia for a semester. Oh, he wow. heard about it, told me to come up and, rec and wanted to know what school I was going to and, and what questions that she should ask her uh, counselor. So he's just a great guy. I mean, if you ever see him, if you ever meet Lachlan out, he is what he is. He appears to be. He's a regular guy. He loves uh, rugby. You know, he talks about, you know, he knows football. I was there the day the USFL and XFL merged. Okay. And he's like, yeah, I got this on my lap. It looks like we're going to merge. Got to figure out what the name of the, it's going to be. But it's so unassuming. So it's just a, it's a great place to work. It's very, very streamlined. Well, I know that people love everything that you do, and, and I appreciate you taking time for me. And it's good to hear that nothing changed. I, I hate when there's a change of management, and suddenly everything's got to be different because even if it was working, I've got to put my mark on it. But he was already involved, right? Yeah, and the thing is, he's a great editor. So he's always saying, you know, it seems to me, and I, I wouldn't be in those meetings, but, you know, the meetings with all the executive producers, senior right. producers, and when he would come in, he says this unbelievable news instinct and he would have a feeling of what the American public wanted. And he'd ask questions. If you ever see Rupert Murdoch, he asks you more questions than you will ever ask him. Wow. 
and and that's that's, cool. that's that he's always curious about that. You know, he's always got why, curiosity about him. It's why they're in the information business. I would get, uh, I would guess. Uh, I've never met uh, Rupert or Lachlan or anybody like that. I was on Fox a lot. I think you and I talked about this in the like 2005 to 2010 uh, range. And uh, and we were doing four and five hits a week, but it turned out I had to go to a studio. Brian, if it was like this, I could have kept on doing it, you know, because I, I've, I've got a studio now that's very close to me, if you if you know what I mean. Uh, but then you had to drive, you know, 60 miles to go to the studio, sit down and do the whole thing. But Fox News Channel has been a staple. Can you believe it's been since 1996? That's crazy. Yeah, I started filling in in 96 wow. and got the job in 97. So I've been smart enough to hold on to it. But yeah, now we do do this. So, I mean, this is broadcast quality. I'm looking at the quality of your picture. Yeah. Um, I need a better backdrop, but the quality of your picture is, is broadcast quality. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and that's one thing they could do. The one thing they had to do, I remember being in meetings before the pandemic, and they go, well, I don't like Skype. You know, I don't like Zoom. Uh, excuse me, no one ever heard of Zoom. There right. Was another, there was another com uh, competitor. And then all of a sudden they said, okay, not only are we embracing Skype, that's what you're going to host a show on. So things really accelerated through that. So, I got to let them know you're available because what you're broadcasting on this on is exactly the quality we would be on. You wouldn't have to go anywhere. Well, I appreciate that. I I wasn't trying to get a job, but God bless you. I'll, I'll appear anytime that uh, you guys need me. Yeah. Ryan Kilmeade, Fox News host, uh, author, of course, of great books. The latest one is Teddy and Booker T, How Two American Icons Blazed the Path for Racial Equality. Let me just ask you this first, and let's, let's get into this meeting where Teddy Roosevelt had, uh, had the dinner with Booker T. What do you think those two icons would think about the term equity that we use today? It's exactly the antithesis of what they talked about. Yes. The thing that attracted Teddy Roosevelt to Booker T. Washington was the book Up From Slavery. And he loved, and they both loved self-made men. There's plenty of excuses. Built, there's so many excuses, legitimate excuses for you can't be successful. You can't do something, especially if you were born a slave. I mean, that's a pretty good excuse. But instead, I got to learn to read. I got to learn to write. I got to get out of the salt mines. I have to get an education. I got to go to college. I have to find a way. I have to start a college, become a teacher, start giving back, find out what it takes to change a generation of African-Americans coming off one generation of slavery. How do I treat, uh, how do I get them involved and catch them up? And what you do is not only do you start Tuskegee, but in Tuskegee, you learn a trade. In Tuskegee, you learn hygiene. You learn uh, the basics of of, um, of uh, running a home. All the things that maybe you take for granted growing up in a different society, working class or upper class, they realized that had to be done. And guess who knew that? The guy that was born a slave that slept on the floor and had the same thing to eat three times a day right. for the first eight years of his life. He talked about nutrition and everyone. Guys, I don't want to hear you can't do it. Learn a trade. Make bricks. Become a brick layer. Uh, work in construction, work in agriculture. So when you left, if the white people aren't ready to hire you or anybody, you're going to be too invaluable uh, to not be uh, to not be coveted by someone. It's Brian Kilmeade, Fox News Channel star. We'll continue with that interview after the bottom of the hour. Really great information. We're going to get more uh, full-throated into the Booker T having dinner with Teddy Roosevelt. Um, uh, that's the title of the book, basically. What was that about? And what? how would that have been like? had social media been around when they did this. I mean, I can't, I can't even imagine the attacks these two would have taken had social media been around. Because a lot of you on social media are incredible. A lot of you are really stupid with your with your hidden and fake names, your, not, your anonymity and all that. So we'll get into that even more with Brian Kilmeade. Great to talk to him as always. Keep it here. Joe Pags coming back. Joe Pags.